Welcome to the Butterfly Effect Studio. I'm your host, Christian Revenig. As you know, based in the Chaos V, small changes can have a big impact. The goal of this session is to uncover how leaders and change makers develop their purpose, competence, and community to achieve their great positive impact. Every of the episodes is packed full of ideas you can apply to your own life. In this session, I'm very excited to speak to Ben Unterkofler, co-founder and chief revenue, chief growth officer of ShareFoods. With ShareFoods, uh, every product a customer buys um, helps somebody in need. Um, by education, Ben is actually an actor, uh, played in several productions, including the famous Tardot episodes. We know each other from Share the Meal, um, a global donation platform we developed together for the United Nations World Food Program. Ben, really excited to have you in the studio. Happy to be here. And I just thought about it today. I think it's exactly almost 10 years ago. Uh, that we first time uh, this was the first time we meet uh, met uh, I think it was April 2013. What a journey! What yeah. a journey! It was so yeah. exciting. Um, so then, just jump into that. Um, I was thinking all that preparation actually. Uh, what has driven you actually from an act of education to actually make this transformation uh, to, you know, go become an entrepreneur, you know, um, and really having such a big imp impact also on the world? I mean, uh, between between the acting part and now being an entrepreneur, there were also like a couple of years um, searching, let's say it like this, but I also mm -hmm. studied uh I studied business and politics uh, in my bachelor's in uh, Cologne um, and did my master's at LSE uh, in, in London uh, in international political economy. And I think this words brings it together what, what, what motivates me in the end. Um, um, I mean, I was always interested in uh, destinies of people and why are some people are good and some people are bad. Uh, I like my, let's say in my youth, I love to be part of these people and be like being an actor, like, um, think about how, um, how should you react if you like, let's say a drug addict or, uh, or somebody who kills somebody or somebody who's famously rich and uh, behave, treats other people bad. But what was more like, what is the sub layer of that is why are we, why are we like that? How, why are we doing things like that in the society and don't do other things which might be better for society? And that, um, after this acting part, I started to like, started to have like this journey to find out what is interesting, like, why are we doing that, um, in a bigger scale? Because, and then, um, I started to look into the systems we, we invented. Um, that's why this was the reason why I'm studying economics and politics in the first place, because, um, in the end, um, these are just game rules. We invented ourselves, right. From democracy, right. democracy, uh, dictatorship, um, and capitalism uh, or communism, all systems we invented and some stick and some others uh, don't. And right now we are in the phase where, for example, democracy, um, is in the declining stage and autocracies in an, in an, uh, increasing stage. Um, but, um, Capitalism is the one system we all agreed on um, that we all want to trade for each other. And um, um, in these systems, there's a lot of good stuff, but also a lot of flawed stuff. Um, and um, to bring us further, when you look into facts, um, scientific facts, how how we treat the world, how we treat ourselves, um, um, what could 
we change or adapt in these systems to make ourselves and this uh, place uh, a better better place. Um, and um, this is what drives me. And this is like why I ended up with Share. Um, but this is actually a journey, like long story for uh, uh, for um, your short question. So you're you're thinking about how how can you use the rules um, to have a better impact and create better outcomes? Yeah. In a nutshell, if I understand it correctly. Wow. Wow. Um, there's a lot of potential. I would never love to jump now into actually changing the rules of the game, but I, I understand also that it's it's about accepting how they are today and embracing that and seeing how we can use them actually for for the better. Um, looking back at your achievements, I mean. I would be really, really interested. You mentioned actor embodying people, but what what did make what was an event which made you reconsider? Uh, what yeah. what it was you know was it a process or was it like an enlightenment moment where they hey? Yeah, I mean, I think it was a silent process because um, I was lucky that I have had a chance to meet a lot of famous people and work with a lot of famous people at least in Germany. Uh, and did some also very cool movies I'm proud of still. Um, but I think there were like two things which were like in the end, like triggers why I changed my paths. Um, the one thing is um, you always are just saying lines of somebody else, right? So somebody wrote your lines, had the story, um, but you're not the story maker. You, you are, you can't change something. Maybe you slightly change the sentence, but the meaning has to be the same. Um, so in the end, I was just, um, I don't know the English word for that. In, in German, I would say Hülle, uh, like the, mm -hmm. um, you're just like the frame. The yeah, whole, the, yeah. Exactly. You're just the frame for the picture in the end. Um, somebody else brought, and this was something uh, which triggered me. And the other thing was that I really wanted to change something. Um, I was always like, I was lucky um, to grow up in a family where news always were important. Um, I read a lot of news every day. Um, I read a lot of books um, and I have problems with accepting that some people have treated unfairly uh, and others are uh, um, making gain of it. And I wanted to change that and I think those two things had me to decide uh, to leave. But isn't it scary? I mean, this was a path which was not known for you um, and jumping into the cold water. Um, haven't you been scared? Yes and no. Uh, I mean, yes, because it was completely different. I, like, I grew up in a small town next to Bonn, which was like the former capital of Germany. Uh, it's like and this former capital just has 400,000 uh, citizens, so <laughs> really not big. Um, and the small town I grew up with was like 20,000. So I was the only actor, let's say, in at least 200 kilometers uh, surrounding. So, of course, um, I thought like, I'm Adonis. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the star <laughs> of everything. And then starting to study the uni like Cologne, where you're just really just a number. Um, I hadn't had any contact with professors. I think twice I met professors and that was for my bachelor thesis. So after three years, wow. you just, we're just a number. Like this is something which treats you this university, which was a great lesson for me. Somebody who thought like everybody knows me to be an anonymous number. Um, this was of course 
a scary fact. But on the other side, um, there was much more security. I mean, being an actor is one of the most insecure things you can do. You're sitting there and you're waiting literally that your call, uh, that your phone rings and your agent is on the line and tells you there's another casting. Um, being in a university and you know, you do your bachelor's for the next three years gave me some kind of security. So it was mm -hmm. something up, but on the other side, you get some, uh, got something in return. So, um, yeah, it was fine. Let's say it like this. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe also, uh, and we mentioned that you did not, you found it shareful, but you also have to watch Shell Meal. Um, you helped tremendously, I think, impact already, put people, um, maybe help what you mentioned before, that they are to, to balance a little bit, at least, this unfairness in this world, yeah? Um, but what, what is literally, um, what are the things maybe you're, what are you proud of? Maybe mm -hmm. when you look back uh, on yeah. your life, yeah? I think the most straightforward answer is, um, that I was lucky to found share and find the right people to work with. Um, share was a journey for me, um, between uni and share the meal, even where we both, uh, met, um, I was in the politics. So I was in the European parliament. I was in the German parliament working there. Um, so it was really a journey to find out what is, where can I do the most impact for myself? Um, and share, I think really brings it down now, um, to have a private company, which does really their part to do good. Um, I mean, we are just almost five years old now and have donated over 7 million euros, uh, in donations. Um, and, um, over 120 million shares happened. So over 120 million times people shared with somebody else in need. Um, and, um, this only because we had this one idea in 2017. Um, so yeah, this is the, I think the thing I'm most proud of. Yeah. Um, uh, totally that resonates. And, but it, it, and it, I think you can, you, this is an amazing part and maybe it's just the beginning. I think you're also looking forward to actually, uh, see, share foods, how you maybe do more, um, actually in the future. Um, looking at, because you mentioned actoring, then marketing, maybe more than actually politics and founding, become an entrepreneur. Um, and you, you studied, you mentioned this as well, but what are the, for you, the most important learnings in life? What are the, the competences mm. which has helped you actually on your journey the most? Mm. Uh, because this doesn't sound like a very planned, <laughs> I learned this, yes. this yeah. is happening in your career. I think, I, I think um, this was a journey to find out what really drives me. And I think I mm. would, um, when I speak, in front of universities, what I do sometimes, uh, the one thing I always give people, like the one lesson I want to give people is don't settle for, okay, just find your path and really, really dump the thought that a CV is important because a CV is not important at all. Um, um, in the end, when you look in through my CV and I talk about it, it all makes sense. Yeah. But, um, um, during I did it, I had no clue how this one will fit with the other. It's just working in the European Parliament and then being as in the startup and then uh, um, the, and before I was an actor, it doesn't fit at all. But um, now where I'm standing right now and telling you this, it fits perfectly. This is my personal story. And this is what makes me 
until this point, at least successful. Um, so um, I think finding your own motivation and don't settle for a case, the number one. Uh, number two is really don't think that your CV has to be a straight line or important. Uh, the CV is just in the end a piece of paper. I think the story you tell afterwards is more important. Um, yeah, and um, the third one is build on your network because without the network I've built in these different steps, I wouldn't have been there where I am right now. I wouldn't have met my co-founder. I, I met it through the network. Um, I um, I wouldn't have met. Uh, I wouldn't have gone into the European Parliament because there I like also like doing network and and contacts helped me to find a place there. Um, um, so there are a lot of steps where just network helped me. And right now, network is my daily business. Without network, I wouldn't, uh, could like reach the next steps as, as chief growth officer from share. Amazing. Amazing. And, um, maybe one step back, uh, yeah. before we talk about network, because all things network is a big one. Um, talking about eventually the CV is just a story, but that means also storytelling is really important, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It is storytelling is super important, um, um, but also like in the end, you have to like when somebody, for example, applies at share, a big lesson for me was um, because I'm also coming from a big university. I thought like LSE and so on, the big ones, super important. So I always look for like the big names. Uh, I found out this is like, like my biggest mistakes hires were from people like who had the straight CV and coming from these big universities and had like their internship with McKinsey and whatsoever. The best hires I had so far had the best story um, and uh, are super like motivated. They know what they're, what they're driven. Like for example, one of my best employees right now in my team is somebody who was in hairdresser before. Um, so she had some steps in between, but she's not coming from a big university and she's not, uh, um, um, so I hired her because the last startup where she were went bust. So, and she went through it. So she had the whole restructuring part in it. And she comes from a place where she's not coming from a university part and so on, uh, where like with the big degree, um, and until now she's one of the best employees I've ever had um, because. Um, she has an amazing story. Um, she found out what drives her and she knows what it means to be in tough times as well. Um, and, um, yeah, I'm looking more for that profiles who are completely far off, uh, but interesting. I would love that. Okay. So uh, just to recap for the audience, yes, the storytelling is important, but really the key is follow what drives you at that point. Yeah. So figure out what you want, what is your inner drive uh, and pursue that doesn't matter if this means changing your career from an excellent politician to an entrepreneur in, in yeah. whatever field. I love that. Um, but, it, uh, but just, I want to understand it a little better because nonetheless, I think um, we are all in our comfort zones and this changes also. You mentioned Hector did not have been in the comfort zone and you mentioned after actually university was a little bit better comfort zone, but nonetheless, this kind of, isn't it scary when you say, hey, or when you said you have hired an amazing talent and she went through a restructuring, actually. Um, how do you, what would you say, how can you overcome actually eventually those fears you have? Mm. I think in general, you need like this certain hunger for change, um, mm -hmm. which is in the end interconnected with your personal motivation. I mean, 
I have this hunger for change because I want to make this world a better place uh, in the means I think are necessary or are possible to what I can do right now. Uh, um, I can't speak in front of the UN and tell everybody that we should change stuff, but I can invent a brand that helps people to do good uh, and make this brand more sought after that people are longing for that. This was my personal way to think like, this is what I can do uh, and scale impact. But what comes down to that is like my personal motivation. And the other one is really this hunger for change. And then it doesn't matter if you are quitting that and starting that, which have nothing to do with each other because they are completely different industries. Hunger for change, but also this acceptance of what you can do now. So even you might, I love this example of the United Nations, but look, focus on what you can do now. And by that, your your what you can change will also increase if you're successful. Oh, I love that. Um, ben, do you have any habits established over the last uh, decade here? What helps you actually to to stay motivated, to stay energized, to actually keep this hunger? So I'm reading a lot about habits. I leave, uh, like everything, tools of titans and atomic habits. Yeah. And all these books are called to find like where. What what are my habits I can adapt to be like uh, like uh, the others? Um, I think I have certain habits, um, but um, there's no. I don't have this. Like completely honest, I don't have this super famous rule. I'm super proud of what I'm doing. And I don't get up at five a.m. I don't do like sometimes a work, like a day, uh, sometimes a week sports and whatsoever. Um, I think um, my habit is that I learn to be completely honest with my inner self. Um, and I don't do that with meditation or whatsoever, but I hear into me regularly and know what to do or find out what to do during this process to adapt that I'm feeling better um, when I'm seeing that I'm working too much and I'm getting out of line, then I have to change stuff to, to get my energy back. Uh, so I don't have this one habit, but I do different stuff. For example, right now, um, we had a very, very stressful time at work, uh, during, uh, between the years. And I really now went for no alcohol, no meat, um, and really like five days a week sports. And this gives me energy back, um, what I don't normally do. Um, but I don't have this one habit. I'm more open. That's it. Like Interesting. Interesting. Um, if you say you're completely honest to yourself, um, and, and Noor from Boben, um, she said once self-reflection may be one of the most important skills you need to have today. Um, how do you, so do you take a break and then sit down half an hour and say, now is my time to reflect and uh, think about this? Or just just like randomly on a weekend with friends or mm -hmm. how do you do that? Two things. One thing, yeah. One thing is in the morning, I force myself for like, let's say between five to 10 minutes, not to put my phone up, um, which is like the normal thing you do, but just think. Think about a day, think about how you feel. And then normally everything pops up after a good or not good night's sleep, you find out where you are because it's a very clean stage of your mind at this moment. And the second thing is, um, yeah, I talk regularly with, um, 
with friends who are doing more or less the same than I do. Um, so you had like an interchange of the same problems and successes. Now I'm lucky as she is now a bit bigger that I have can afford a coach for myself. So once a month, um, I talk with this person about 360 of my life. So it's private and business. Um, but this is like this, this cross check, where are you? This person doesn't give me any like feedback in the sense what I should change. This is just more, it is mirroring where I am right now and I'm finding out the stuff by myself then, but this is like, I would say this is the biggest luxury I have in my life that I can do that once, once a month because it helps you really to find out where are you right now, because you have to have the self-perception. Um, when you are a founder is super important. Um, if you work a lot in general, it's super important that you're not losing yourself in it. Um, because like burnouts are the most, like the risk to have a burnout is the highest when you love your work. Right. And when you do it a lot. So, um, this is a high risk factor you have to have in your mind. Um, and the other one is just simple being a manager and being responsible for other people. You should be very well aware about how are you and yourself. Uh, thank you very much. Um, that's, yeah, um, I think very inspiring, actually, and very concrete also. Um, I think helps helps eventually all of our listeners. Um, ben, you mentioned your headrest. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know if her name, but I need to call her not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but how she applied, but how do you, you mentioned you look for people who have an interesting story, but what are the other key facts, key competences you're looking for, which yeah. everybody in your team actually needs to have? Yeah. Yeah. Um, because it's not the, it's not the big brand. It's not the LSE. So yeah. yeah how, sure. do you, how do you identify that? A university can be an indicator if you know how the university works. When people coming from Cologne, yeah. for example, I know they're normally um, not dependent on they're not highly dependent because they had to be independent for three years because nobody gave them help. Right. So this is an indicator for me. Um, <laughs> like maybe they've changed, uh, but how yeah. did it 20, 2011. And, um, um, for me, it was a good, for me, it was best lesson to this point. Um, but, uh, I think to be successful with us and with share and what I'm looking for is like, first of all, again, this hunger for change, people, have to have some certain drive. Um, um, for share, it's definitely impact. That's the first indicator. Do yeah. they change their something? And do they want to change something in the field they are working? Uh, for example, if we hire people in the in the online spectrum, I really want to see, like, what do you want to build with us? And this is something new. If there's somebody coming, just like, it's a copycat. I don't need, like, copycats here. Uh, mm -hmm. Like, this rocket kind of school from back in the time is, like, really outdated in my point of view. Um, mm -hmm. I think, uh, you have to be fast. You have to have a fast adap adaptability. Uh, so you, um, and with that comes a certain resilience, um, also with, which comes of your mood because it's a high growing, like high scaling and a high growth startup. So here's a lot of stuff changing all the time and somehow you have to love it. Um, or if you don't love it, you are flexible in adapting. Um, and you bring this certain resilience to work um, because otherwise um, I think it can be a bath of emotions when that stuff's like you work on stuff for three months and then it certainly stops and you say like, no, we go this way. Uh, it happens. Right. Um, so um, um, 
Uh, and the last one is, and for that, you don't need to have the big university. You have to have somehow either the story, your track record, or what do you have to do? And like when we do uh, our um, interview with, uh, we always have a business case in it uh, or a case in general, it has to be just an exceptional work. Um, and uh, uh, so you, your output has to be just exceptional. And at the same time, you have to be a, just a fun person to work with. Um, um, and I think this combination is the gold nugget we are looking for. And then it's really, really, we don't care what, where you're coming from, what's your degree about, if you have even a degree, um, it's really this combination of people who have the certain resilience, are fun, love to be on the right. They don't know where it ends. Um, and to be part yeah. of it, that's yeah. uh, kind of mindset. Yeah. So, um, hunger for change, uh, for UK, it's impact. Uh, I, I like that what I said, not a copycat, but have your original story. Um, have a reason why you do the things you do. It's more important than um, what you do, but then and trying to be excellent in that. Um, uh, thank you. Um, now we need to talk about the community. And you mentioned where the network has helped you tremendously um, in your career. But as one of the key facts, actually, how these things eventually add up. Um, so maybe share a little bit. What have been the, how did you find those kind of, or is it like, or you mentioned, is this a practice that you say, hey, I'm open for new connections? Or is this, was there any more? How did you find people who help you who can work together? But if you mentioned this kind of network, is this networking? Is this just randomly? Is there any, how do you, yeah. How do you build this network? Um, I think two stories I want to tell about network. Yeah, one thing is like answering of your question. Um, and I think the other one is the, what's the secret source of networking? Um, I think, um, building up a network, you all, you can always start. Like it starts actually with your friends and what are your friends like on your family, who, who knows somebody in your friends and family network. It doesn't mean like I'm not coming from a, from a big old German family whatsoever, uh, coming from a very randomly normal family. But even there, you found somebody who knows somebody who might be helpful. Uh, in the end, I think there was this famous quote, a uh, quotation with Facebook. I think you need to have like six friends and you know the world or something like that. Um, so there's an equation of how many people you have to know in the, in the social network. And actually, like our life is a social network, so it works the same. Um, um, and then, uh, wherever you start working or where you have, or university, whatsoever you, who maybe your professor is, um, um, who your professor maybe might know or can introduce you or, um, um, or like your peers and whatsoever, you always find somebody where you can build up a network. Um, you should have, you should need to know what you want from these people. Um, in the long term, don't like meet them and then have come up with your, with your, uh, uh, ask right away. It's normally not helpful. Um, but build a network over time. Um, and all my steps in the end were like networking steps. Um, some people from the LSE helped me to, to found, um, over university of Cologne and, uh, like, uh, where I did like help out in, um, in, a. um, called this was a dialogue, a business dialogue made by, by students there. I met special, my co-founder. Um, I, um, I met over a professor, somebody who can introduce me to somebody in the German parliament. Uh, like there was always like people I could like, um, 
um, get into and get introduced. Um, because like just writing your application to somebody uh, and hope that it works out is, there you can't sell a story by the way. Um, and it's not the best reply. Um, so um, I think, yeah, build your network over time and you can start everywhere um, in the end. But you mentioned the secret sauce, but it's like, because is it like this kind of, okay, I have a goal in mind, but you don't start to, is it first that you always need to give something? Uh, what is I mean, your secret sauce? My, my, I like for the, for like, what was the purpose behind my network was like, who can help me finding jobs or like people to talk with who have impact in the sense of impact on society in a positive sense. Uh, I was not sure to this point, is it environmentally, is it just social, uh, is it maybe also economically or on a political side? So uh, this was why I went into different fields to find out, will I be lucky in the politics? Will I be lucky uh, um, in, in the private sector? I didn't know to this point. So I tried to find out um, the secret sauce nowadays for me is that my network is super diverse. I have people from acting field, I know directors, famous photographers, videographers, uh, I know politicians, uh, I know um, people who are in um, in big, uh, like, um, how's it called, Verbände? Um, mm -hmm. you, um, yeah. <laughs> Not unions, but uh, yeah. Yeah, other communities, let's call it communities. It's called communities, um, 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 but also like from the, from the startup sphere, investors and so on, so on. So I have a, a like, let's say your network is tool set. So I have a very diverse tool set now. I'm, I'm yeah. proud of to, be, to say it like this in, in brackets, uh, because it's so, so helpful. Um, um, mm. also because you when you want to grow your network or you want to, like you talk to somebody and this person needs a favor, you have much more, um, abilities to help this person. And you know, at some point you will ask this person for help and then, um, you, you know what he did, right? So uh, I think the secret sauce to network is to keep it diverse. Um, mm -hmm. Even if you're like, you want to be a banker or whatsoever, you shouldn't talk only with bankers. It doesn't help you. Um, and how do you, how do you manage your networks? Because also if you did, the older you get, the more people you know, the more networks you're part of, but it's also like, wow, time, it's a time intense, isn't it? It is, it is. Um, um, but you can also stage it. You don't have to be in contact with everybody every time, but you should, you should look into your contacts and think about who are important people to you. You don't like, and the, it doesn't mean that they are urgently important, but they might be also important in the future. I know somebody, for example, who was my, um, former, um, boss in the European parliament. Uh, this guy is not in the European parliament more, but is now working in a, in the government um, from from another country. And uh, I don't know, uh, I, this guy was just extremely helpful for me from a personal standpoint, because uh, yeah. he really helped me to find my paths when I was not sure what is the next step. Um, so this is a person I never knew uh, might be this person is maybe helpful in the future, uh, but also like from a personal standpoint, he's just helpful. Um, and um, yeah, there are tons of other exp like uh, examples why people can be important for you in the future. Yeah. A little bit like the black swan phenomenon. You don't know what you don't know yet, but it, it might be a, a great opportunity eventually behind that. Yeah. 
Um, is that people just know other people again. Uh, and yeah. yeah. And I, I just, we need to come to the end slowly, but I have a few more short questions. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you have a role model or somebody who inspires you? Finally, I thought about this a couple of weeks ago and I found out that I don't have a role model. Uh, and then I questioned myself if I need to have a role model. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't have one anymore. Back in the time, of course, Obama was for me a huge role model. Mm -hmm. um, um, but I'm now doing different stuff and it's not adaptable to certain things anymore. Um, mm -hmm. I have a role model when I want to have a family back, like in the future. I, even my, my best friend is a role model for me because how he, for example, is doing his next steps in life, are something I look up to. Um, but I don't have this one role model where I said, like, I want to be like this person. I don't have that. Which advice would you give your younger self if you now look back, finish school? <laughs> what would you say, hey, uh, then that's something you need to look out for. That's something you need to learn. What would you, looking back, with all not make sense, but, you know, would you give any advice to your younger self today? I would give me the same advice I now give to other people because it sounds like, Uh, don't think about your CV. And so there's like these huge thoughts I have back in my time. I didn't have them. I was like mm -hmm. thinking all the time, is this the next step? Can I argue that in my CV and whatsoever? So I would give my, my younger self the, the, <laughs> the advice. Don't look at your CV, just do it. Uh, build your network. You're doing great in that already. Um, and find really what, you, what makes you excited. Um, um, yeah. I don't see... I'm lucky to say that there are no big mistakes I regret. Um, even mistakes I did were like the, really the good lesson for the next step. Um, so it makes yeah. all sense looking backwards. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I may, would just calm myself a bit more and say like, dude, relax. It will, it will turn out how you want to be. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Ben, any, any, further um, thoughts or anything else you want to share with the audience to learn us here? Um, I think the only thing I would say or uh, advise is don't think too much, just start doing stuff. Um, you can't fail if you just start. Um, uh, like in a, a higher sense, you can't fail. I mean, of course you can fail in a certain thing, but um, um, it will make you richer um, and it will help you for a next step. Don't overthink. We perfectly come to the beginning. Life is a journey. Don't settle for okay. <laughs> and don't look for you to be build your own journey. <laughs> ben, thank you so much actually for joining our Butterfly Studio today. I really enjoyed the discussion with you. I hope it was also interesting. I believe it's interesting for the learners. Um, thank you so much. Same. Thanks for having me.